Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is not our full-time Liverpool reporter, James Pearce, both home and away. He is very much away. He's in air, I think, is he? The moment? No, he's, he's landed. He's, landed. he's in Moscow. He's, he's in Moscow there. He is a stranger in Moscow, as a man once sang. Now, we could John, ring him, but we're not doing it on my mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Works one, Andy. You'll be able to do it. Uh, anyway, you can probably tell from his dulcet tones, joining me today is our LFT editor, Andrew Kelly. Hi, Andy. Hi, Ian. And also, it's Echo reporter and all-round good egg, Joe Rimmer. Hi, Joe. Hi, Ian. Blog now, God, I like to blog refer to God. Well, blog I prefer God. not to call him Blog God, because that kind of suggests he's very good at one thing and isn't particularly good at others, where he's an all-rounder. I'm a Joe of all trades. He is? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I get the impression you've said that before. No, I've never said that before. Well, there you go. That's Ex- debut. Exclusive. Yeah, there you go. Exclusive. Blood Brothers. Now, on Saturday, I was at Everton against Bournemouth, seeing Umani Ass come out hiding and actually score some goals. Um, so I didn't get to see much of Liverpool's game against Leicester. However, the pair of you were watching on, mm-hmm. uh, getting very excited, I believe, Andy. You were at some points, given the noises that were coming from your mouth, is the report that I've got. Um, but we'll start with you, Andy. Um, a win, and I would like to probably go any further. On the pod last week, we were all asking what the score would be and who would win, and I was the only one who said that Liverpool would win, and you all kind of acted in... Certain surprise, but I wasn't surprised that Liverpool won. You watched the game, Andy. Were you surprised by the end that they won? I probably was surprised by the end because it just felt that they were in the process of doing what we know they're capable of doing, which was throwing it away. Um, it was torture. I mean, the second <laughs> half, I, I honestly don't think I've recovered from it. Um, I know a lot of people were felt emotionally exhausted afterwards and... They really did put the support through the ringy. Okay, why though? Why? Why, why is that well, any different to any other game where we've seen it so many times? As you just mentioned, that Liverpool have taken a lead and kind of made life more difficult for themselves than they needed to. But what made this one different? Well, because basically it it got to a situation where you twice Liverpool have two goal leads, and twice at crucial times. Uh, the first one being in the minutes before half time, which obviously is crucial time. They end up with a controversial um, goal scored against them, which no doubt we'll talk about. And then when they go three-one up in you know a couple of minutes after that, they they which should have been game over. Then there's another goal, um, and and then of course there's the whole scenario of, of another penalty which can make it three all. So not only did they almost throw it away, the the ball was twelve yards away from having thrown it away, if you like, and it was. It was a day when the result was everything, but for me, in terms of actual fluency of football, this was, I don't want to be negative about what was a really important victory, but I think it probably was one of the worst displays in the, in this run, um, in terms of the football they played, but what it did have was large elements of fight and desire, and let's just get over the line about it, which was what we have been lacking a bit. Joe, from what I could tell, I mean, I was at the League Cup game again mm-hmm. at Leicester yeah. a few days earlier. In the first half, Liverpool dominated, didn't score. Leicester came strong in the second half. Mm-hmm. From what I could tell, it was exactly the same, except this time Liverpool actually scored the goals that their dominance deserved in the first half. Yeah, like Andy says, they probably didn't play as well throughout Saturday's game as they did in the League Cup game, especially in the first half. They didn't dominate the game to, to any level like they did in the League Cup game. Um but they did. They did deservedly lead the, the two goals that they got. I think no one could have complained about. I think they were the better side, um, and they did miss an absolute sitter, which has also also been forgotten, didn't they? Salah oh. put one wide, wide of the post. What is left foot? Yeah, well. yeah. 
Um, he does like to miss a sitter, though, doesn't he, Salo, as much as he likes to score. But, yeah, it wasn't fun. It was stressful. It was horrible. But they managed to get through it and get three points. Um, but, you know, watching Liverpool is quite exciting in general, but that wasn't exciting. It was just... It was a really, really stressful game. Now, there were certain moments that we've just touched on then. Andy's just touched on them. We'll start with the main one, which for me is the penalty decision. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, Mignolet saved it, so it didn't really count for that much. But at the time, I actually saw this at the time, I didn't think it was a penalty. I didn't think it was a penalty because not only did the goalkeeper get there first, if he'd have gone there with his hand, Mignolet, and as perhaps he should have done in the first place, and just touched it with his hand, and we saw a replay, we'd go, oh, that's never a penalty because he got there first. So what's different between... Because he would have obviously taken Vardy out because that's what goalkeepers do when they go when they go go to ground and slide in on players. But Andy, what's the difference between that and what he did with clearing it? Or attempting to clear it? The answer is I'm not 100% sure. A lot of people have lots of different opinions. There's a lot of people absolutely certain he's cleaned out Vardy. It has to be a penalty. He's touched the ball first. But... But well, on other areas of the pitch, you can get the ball first and follow through and take out a player and be red carded. Even and there was some people think but, Martin but, Keon and Match of the Day was calling for thinking Mignolet was very close not to get a red card. Well, he what can't, we, there is a rule, by the way. The, double the double jeopardy. Yeah, thing. He, can't, he shouldn't have been. Yeah. There's no suggestion that he should have been sent off. No, true. But what what I would say is, if Mignolet comes out and gets a decent contact on that ball and puts it over the stand or into the Leicester half, which is what he should have done, hmm. it wasn't he? Wasn't even that. Vardy wasn't even breathing down his neck, particularly. Um, he should, if he gets a decent contact on that and then follows through and takes Vardy, I don't think Taylor will bring point to the spot because I think it's it's so clearly obvious that Mignolet has kicked it up there and then there's been a collision. Mm. I, I think he's less likely. The fact I, the fact that he's only got this ridiculous sort of semi slice on it, hasn't he? Uh, and then takes out. Um, uh, Vardy, it's almost as if Taylor's punished Mignolet for his own incompetence. Do you think, yeah, do you think yeah. Joe, that that was because obviously he went with his feet because he thought, I'll oh, yeah. clear this, and he kind of got taken by surprise by how fast Vardy is because he's, yeah. he's not shown any evidence of that at any point during his career no, or, no, or, never, no. or, or on the day of the game. And he's just kind of, as Andy says, he just panicked a little bit and rushed it. And he's, but he still touched yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think, he, like Andy says, if he clears that into the stand, there's no, there's no issue, there's no penalty. I don't think it was a penalty. I think if you look at it, he diverts the ball in a different direction. So the ball was heading towards goal and he knocks it off and it goes towards the side. So to me, he's made a really, really good, whether whether he meant it or not, he's made a really good touch and stopped that ball going in, going towards the path, and towards the goal. I can't but, be having um, that it was a very, really good touch. No, he didn't mean to do it, no. but, but it was an important touch. It any any, oh, yeah, so any touch is a really good touch if it's, as Joe yeah. said, diverting the ball away from a path where the player could run onto it. Yeah, but there's two, two things that he should have done. One was either grab the ball or but one hoof it into the left half. But then and then he I, managed I actually also think, to say that he should have grabbed the ball, not many goalkeepers are getting to his feet and grabbing the ball there. It's not. He's right on the edge there. He could have right even slid out as well. No, I mean sliding out and taking yeah. it. I don't mean getting per- up. Per- perhaps yeah. so, but I still think that's a difficult skill. And I also think that would have been just as dangerous because if he slides out with his hands and Vardy gets there first, then he, well, he certainly gives away a penalty, doesn't he? Because And then he, he could be in, in, in further trouble. But I certainly think that, I didn't think it was a penalty. I think he got the ball. Um, and I think, you could make a case that Vardy runs into him just as much. They're both running in the, the same direction. You know, they're running towards each other, and Mignolet gets there first, and they clean each other out, don't they? So I, I don't know. I thought there was some terrible refereeing decisions but, but, throughout but, the game. We'll, we'll, we'll deal, gonna, with, them, we'll gonna, we'll deal sorry, with them in a minute. We'll sorry, we'll, we'll, jumping we'll, the gun. You are a little bit. Yeah. But we'll, the penalty obviously didn't get scored. 
uh, lots of people are take, claiming credit for it. I know one match today they were saying clearly Mignolet's been you know, watching match today because they've been going on about Bardi's penalties. I think, Joe, you said that on goals on Sunday they were kind of claiming Yeah, Chris they... Kamara was, yeah. And, and I'm not joking here, he was actually taking credit for it. He was saying that Mignolet will have watched us discussing his penalties and um, and thanks to that he saved it. I have no idea if Mignolet is a match of the day or a goals on Sunday, but I'll tell you who he took his information from, and everyone listening to this pod knows exactly who he took it from. John Acterborough gave him the information because that's what the goalkeeper coach will have done. And there'll have been a moment in Vardy's... Well, I, I presume Vardy... probably shouldn't presume this about Vardy, but you presume he, his brain was... <laughs> Hero, that's was, already dangerous was, ground now. <laughs> no, but you assume there is a thought process in his head that goes... I've put my last three down the middle. Everybody knows that goalkeeper studies your previous penalties. So he knows that I go down the middle. But he probably thinks that I know that he knows I go down the middle. So there's this giant game of bluff and double bluff. So Vardy's probably thinking, he's, he, he knows I go down the middle, but he knows I know that. So he probably thinks I'm going to change. So I'm going to do exactly what well, I do. He, he actually did say that he... Admit, he, as he was walking up he thought he was going to change his mind and put it in the corner and he thought no don't change your mind stick it in the, the place that you always and stick he it did in. hit it really really hard and I don't think the goalkeepers be getting enough credit for the six it was very well I'll tell you what wrists. he did he had really strong yeah, wrists exactly yeah, yeah. I thought there's many a, a keeper who would have gone with a palm at that yeah, Courtois yeah. didn't save one from him for the same and reason it, and he wouldn't if you'd gone with the palm it would the ball would have been at the he, back of the net wouldn't he beat he? it and, and, yeah. And there was no follow-up either, was there? Because if, if he'd have gone for a palm and got a weak palm on it, it comes yeah. down. He went up for a throw, didn't he? He, he just beat it, yeah. beat it away. It was yeah. The danger was gone. Danny, now, Danny Murphy did some semi-interesting analysis on match today, didn't he, about Vardy staring at the ball for too long and running up too fast. They ran up too fast. Um, which, I'm, 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 you know, you need some of the, the stats guys to tell you whether that actually does have an impact. But whatever reason, he... He'd be a brave man to run up, take his next pen down the middle, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah. Now, yeah. moments afterwards, Leicester almost had another penalty. Emre Chan, the ball strikes his arm. What do we think? I thought Liverpool were a little bit lucky there to get away with that. I know Chan's not deliberately going with his arm because he's trying to head it, but he's missed it. But that... it's, hit, it's hit his arm, and there wasn't there was a I wouldn't say there was a massive distance between the ball being struck and where Chan was was stood. But there was there was, there was enough distance though, yeah, I think. Saying, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think Liverpool. I think in the overall scheme of things, there was probably a penalty in the game against Liverpool and one was given. So I think in terms of the morals of the situation, I think Leicester got one penalty. And between the two incidents, there was probably one penalty in them. Don't you think, though, with handballs, I find still the most confusing rule because a handball is meant to be deliberate. And it wasn't a deliberate handball, so therefore it shouldn't have been a penalty. But yeah. when do you ever... The only times you see a deliberate handball is if someone's trying to clear one off the line on the slide. Yeah. I think there's a certain element of that delib- deliberate... Ness, which includes sort of being a bit reckless as yeah, to, as to and so, so yeah. there was a reasonable distance I didn't agree I think it was Keon on match of the day saying that there was a movement of his hand no, to the ball yeah, absolute nonsense was, yeah. he sort of leaned his head down to try and head the ball behind for a corner now the, co- the commentator on match today by the way when Mignolet saved it said oh, something, Mignolet's the hero that's something you something on the lines of that's something you haven't heard very often this season well clearly he's not watched many Liverpool no, games because no. Mignolet's already saved one penalty which proved to be a big save at Hoffenheim and that's his yeah. eight penalty save and bearing in mind we differentiate between a player missing a penalty which obviously off target or hitting the post or the goalkeeper saving it only two Liverpool goalkeepers now have saved more penalties than uh, Simon Mignolet which is Sam Hardy and Alicia Scott, Alicia Scott yep. 
Um, yeah, which is they both go back, you know, to the early. Even Preno doesn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not they're not in yeah. Preno's books. Um, go back to you know the early twentieth first twenty or thirty years of the last century, don't yeah. they? So um, that. That's impressive from Mignolet. It is um, concerning, though, in the fact that Mignolet's only been at Liverpool for four and a bit years, and he's already <laughs> saved yeah, that many yeah. penalties. So we'll so give, just, all, give, give them away a few, yeah, aren't we? Yes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Christian, put, who was on ratings for us at the King Power, put, I don't know whether to give him none or ten, and that sort of summed up his performance for me. He wins the game with the penalty save, so, and I think Klopp said afterwards, that, that has to be a good day for your goalkeeper, and I'm... Um, I, I veer more towards that situation, but there were a couple incidents. The first, the first goal when he's fouled by Okazaki, but it so but is it, he fouled? I think he is. He's yeah. grabbed by the arm. But those types of fouls go on all the time. No, often you, you say that. Often you say that. I think Joe Cole, you goal, goalkeepers you can, yeah. so often get the benefit of the doubt, don't they? In terms of if anyone goes near the goalkeeper, you see free kicks given. And and I thought, yeah, I thought again, the, the linesman was looking right at it. Don't get me wrong. I think Liverpool put themselves in, in positions where they have to defend these set pieces and they have to defend. Well, it wasn't free a free kick. kick. Well, it, yeah, that, 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 that wasn't a free kick. That was bad. Nonsense of a free kick. But Liverpool get. There's been some bad. I thought some bad decisions in that game. That the free kick wasn't a free kick. I thought um, you talk about penalties. Liverpool had a stonewall penalty turned down when Lovren got booked for. he literally had both of his arms around Lovren, stopping him jumping for the ball. Um, and it was like it was an obvious one as well. Sometimes you see a sly little grab of the shirt, but both arms round holding him as he was the one jumping for the ball. Yeah, I thought that was bad. Um, I thought that was a clear foul for the, their first goal, and I'm not sure whether I thought it was a penalty either. So and then even right at the end, he, he gave them a free kick right like three or four minutes into injury time over on the right hand touch line for them, which I didn't think was ever a free kick, mm. and that gave them a, a last one of those. And we were all sat, you know, oh no. You know, we know what's going next. And thankfully, they got over the line and um, they just needed three points to break that run of, you know, four games where without a win. And so hopefully that'll rein, you know, reinvigorate them in terms of confidence and give them a little bit of breathing space and able to play their football again. Because I think you could see on Saturday some of the, the I think Klopp said it was wild it, it was yeah, some of the yeah. like they were just hacking it clear at times you don't mind you know, you sometimes. Would, I, I sometimes was, you have to do that no, one I of my was, highlights of my, that the season for me last season was Lovren's clearance against Swansea oh, yes, I, mean, I, I think that got your moment of the season did, didn't yeah. it yeah. That, 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 was a, that was deep into like stoppage time wasn't it of a game they, they were clearing this was like midway through the first half and they're just booting things off in the air well, oh, the reason that well you know why that was because they are, they are lacking confidence yeah, and yeah, self-belief yeah. and, and the panicking a little bit but it comes down to can this and this is quite interesting in terms of can this Liverpool team control games we yeah. spoke in the pod a couple of weeks ago about this didn't we mm-hmm. and I mean I was suggesting do we need, then do we need to sort of re redefine what <laughs> <laughs> redefine what control is because we've got this image of control is sort of like you know pass 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 just move the ball around let them chase shadows which I don't think this Liverpool team is very good at um, and Klopp was interesting after was talking about he was saying that the reason they lost control of the game was because they they didn't they weren't they lost some of their momentum by trying to control it and sort of calm things down and actually they would have been better continuing to be more offensive and so that's interesting whether there is a lineup that you can you can get control with or whether you know whether he that would have to you know a little adjustment in terms of how they how they line up and and. Uh, 
and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, they're they're not very good at, at controlling games, and it almost feels like the only game we're going to get where it's comfortable is that when we if we get that two nil, we go on and make it three or four, and then and then they can do what they I mean, want. I actually think Liverpool aren't particularly bad at defending when in open play. Because you look at the, I mean, the first, a second Leicester goal was from open play, wasn't it? I think the Burnley goal was open play, the severe first goal was open play, and I think is that it in terms of? There's not been many. There hasn't been a lot. No, we were all that have either been individual errors or come from set plays. When it's actually in open play, they seem to know how to defend. Yeah, and to be honest, even first balls off set plays, they're not tending to concede off. It tends to be that. That second ball, doesn't it, that that, that drops? Um, did you mention the Burnley goal, Arfield? That was open play. That was open play. I mean, yeah. like, when I mentioned it, I then yeah. went through and there was actually a few more. But the point yeah. is that it seems to me as though Liverpool are a lot better at defending open play than, yeah, than yeah. a lot of people actually there's, think. There's what a, are they up to in terms of number of goals conceded? Now, is it, is it 18, 18 or more? 18, yeah. Which, 20 scored. And 18. It's, the, it's, it's not. I mean, Klopp's obviously looking at it because he came out and said, we're now into. Uh, one positive in the goal difference, aren't we? So, because mm. um, Man City have virtually gained themselves an extra point, haven't they, in three weeks just yeah. by beating everybody? He's, he's well five. aware of it, isn't he, Klopp? I, I'd be surprised now if I, I think he's even shocked at how badly they've started this season defensively. I, I think because I don't, I don't think even this last season they were this bad defensively. Because towards the end of the season they kept a few clean sheets, didn't they? And they, they, they managed to grind out some results. But this season has been. Shambolic at times. So, I, so, so you're thinking there, that, that that set the set plays and those second balls have got got a lot worse. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I think I, there was a good piece online before uh, Ken Early did it, and he he was talking about how Liverpool actually have conceded the least shots, maybe the second least shots on goal um, from open play. So you, so you're right in saying yeah. that they they don't concede that much in open play, but they don't they don't control games, and then the the key moments. They just fall apart, don't they? And, and people talk about individual errors. Well, to me, if you're making... I mean, I think Christian put them on his piece. The, the, the first goal was four individual errors. Well, to me, if making four individual errors was within one stage of play. That's a team. Yeah, that's that's not a team a, problem. Yeah, that's, that's not, not individual individuals, errors, is it? You, yeah. can't, you can't just point the finger at each... That is a team being disorganised. And, and everyone needs to, to, to be able to be a better unit and to defend better as a team and, well, and to at, deny spaces and to, to make sure they attack balls. You can do that for the second goal as well. Joe Gomez makes a bad error on the touchline mm-hmm. by... He gets turned by... I forget who put the ball in. Was on it the, Albrighton? It might have it been, yeah, 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 for the, for the cross. Yeah. Then it, it was back. Moreno coming out to block with his hands behind mm-hmm. his back. Did you, did you see that when um, I mean, Gray yeah. had his shot and he um, I know I know why he does it but it's just it put you know he, even if, if Gray doesn't the, have the just, shot he does the opposite to make yourself big yeah exactly yeah. and he turned his head away from the shot almost to get his yeah. uh, head out of the way and uh, Cara said something this was it Cara I think was talking on Stephen Gerrard it was talking about about Cara and saying about you have to want to defend you have to want to Take one in the privates. You have to yeah, want to yeah, take get smashed in the face. You have to get mm. a block in here. Mm. And if you look at Moreno, who I think has been playing quite well, and obviously won the free kick uh, that Coutinho scored from, but he comes out with his hand behind his back. So if Gray decides to and jumps in the air, so if, so if Gray decides to bring that ball down, he's completely off balance, and that's what we've seen before, where people have cut in on him. 
Um, he gets his hands out of the way, so he's not going to give the pen. But then he tries to get his head out of the way when he fires the volley in, yeah. uh, which is not, for me, wanting to defend. So uh, I was disappointed with, with that. And then, so, error from Gomez on the touchline. Moreno doesn't do well enough for me to try and block the shot. And then, I don't know, you could almost say the keeper, he's, he's, they say try and palm it wide, but where he was, you've got, you know, you've got to palm it. You know, it's quite a decent save. It was, a little to know. Bit, it was a little bit lucky, though, wasn't it? It's it difficult. felt right on his head. Yeah. yeah, it's difficult to know where he palms it that's going to be absolutely safe at that at that yeah. stage. But it was a good shot as well, don't forget. Yeah, it was yeah really I, I, I don't, I don't think you can point the finger at the goal. But but in terms of the way Liverpool defend, it's just it's a team problem that they don't defend well enough as a unit. They don't snuff out the danger, but before it becomes a case of you saying the keeper shouldn't, you shouldn't be thinking about parrying it up in the air, and we shouldn't be thinking about those aspects. That shouldn't be an issue before, and should it? And I and I think Liverpool don't control games. They they're two 0 up, and too many passes are just they're just turning and looking to try and break away, break away. And they've got such good pace that they're trying to use it all the time, rather than just killing the game a little bit and and maybe just passing sideways for a bit, well, that keeping goes back hold to of the, it. The panicky thing that yeah, we mentioned yeah, before. Yeah, and, and perhaps they were. Perhaps it's it's a question of confidence. But saying that, you don't see this Liverpool team ever really killing games. You shouldn't get to the stage where. Every it seems like every week they go they they can take a two nil lead and you still think two nil the game's not dead. We need they another. Need four, they need to be four nil up before I think definitely they're on for three points today. <laughs> Otherwise, and that's three I still think it can be a draw. Go, yeah. Two they can still get beat. It's it, it, and it's bad. And this is it is it is and and this is why we may sound a bit negative in terms of coming off a three point yeah, victory, yeah. a really really important victory, and you know we're all. Made, a lot of we've made up up with it, but it's not it's not a recipe for long term success, no, yeah, no. or indeed survival. In my case, in terms of, um, I think James said in the first line of his verdict, they, they should come with a health warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was thinking they're not going to get relegated. They're really talking about. They took about five years off my life on Saturday. I wouldn't blame <laughs> you if you went and chose a different team. I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but. From, from what I saw, don't choose Everton either. That's just, that's just exactly the same, but I'm putting it in a different way. It is, it is frustrating, and of course, you know, I, you suspect that Klopp must know it, and I think he's trying to get through to a situation where he can get the personnel he wants in. Um, but you would like those who are there to do a better job. Now, um, I was, I was on the radio earlier and, and mentioning about. For me, what do you do with the Well, you need to try and get a settled back five, and and so I was suggesting, even though I know Klopp's not, almost certainly not going to do it, that we should continue with Mignolet in goal uh, and try and get as many of the four that, that that played at Leicester and try and keep them together. So even though, as we all know on here, that I I like trends, um, <laughs> I, I would <laughs> I would have advocated Gomez playing, barring the fact, and I forgot to mention the radio that he's he's suspended, so. I'd, ideally, so there has to be a change at right back. But for me, if if they're all fit and I was up at Melwood this morning, everybody looked to be taking part in training. Uh, so apart from last minute niggles, I'd be looking at Lovren, uh, Matip, and Moreno all continuing in their roles, and maybe just bring in either Milner or Trent at right back. We'll come to the the team against Spartak Moscow in a, in a bit, but I want to talk about two more players who who did stuff as it were, against Leicester. One of them, Philip Coutinho, the other one, Jordan Henderson. Uh, we'll start with Coutinho. It was his first league start of the season. 
having hurt his back, obviously, yeah. which just coincided with interest from Barcelona, which today, Joe, I believe that Barcelona, the, the newspapers there are A, saying that they did have three bids and they all got turned down, but B, saying that they that Liverpool want to sell him in January yeah. or something like that. Honestly, I, I mean, every, You've got, every newspaper gets a stick, but how the readers of either of those two Catalan newspapers, Sport and, and what's the Mundo Deportivo, how they pick it up every day and go, oh, I thought this Coutinho deal was off, but it's on again. <laughs> <laughs> because really, every single, every other day they go, oh, well, Liverpool might say otherwise, but it's definitely happening in January. It's definitely happening every other week in the you've, summer. You've, you've got to admire them, haven't you? Because yeah, yeah. Really strange, they, they've got their, you know what the thing is, it? Come next June or whatever. He'll go there. They'll, yeah, of course, he'll, they'll, they'll go. Yeah, we were right, right all along. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no, you were wrong all the time, yeah. apart from just now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but a little, yeah, a little was... insight into newspapers. <laughs> Coutinho, um, yeah, he makes Liverpool a better team, doesn't he? Yeah, uh, simple as that. And um, and he was playing, as we said, sorry, on the left of the front three, as we kind of suggested. Yeah, I think he had to with Mane being um, with Mane being out. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think my favourite bit was was. Um, Salah pointing where he wanted the ball for the cross yeah, for the yeah. first goal and literally if Philip Coutinho could have sprouted wings and uh, placed the ball where where Mane <laughs> was pointing that's exactly what he did with by waving his right foot at it and it was it was brilliant cross um, some people were blaming the keeper should have done a bit better on, on the on the header but you know, I think it's, I, it's a good cross good header I thought he should have done but how good is it to see a winger Attacking a ball with a header at the back, post. knowing where he should be, yeah, coming yeah. in and, off his and wing. only being about four foot tall. As yeah, well. wingers just don't do that though, do they? And and that, but he's not. He isn't a winger. Well, he, he, he isn't he's a not no, really but, a winger. But uh, oh, he's still a wide attacking player, isn't he? And the way he does that and gets into those areas, I just love it. Just, the, that's really yeah, good. the free kick. Obviously, um, it was in the perfect place for him. Um, Joe and I were together, and 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 we both. I can do with scoring. No, no I'm not going to take credit. Andy, <laughs> these were his words to me as he as he lined up. He said, "This is perfect for Coutinho. He'll score this. I would prefer him to take one extra step back, but <laughs> and he, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Seconds later, it's in the back of the net. <laughs> it was a brilliant. It was unsavable, wasn't it? And, oh, it was... and just a wee bit closer in than his one against Arsenal first yeah, day of last yeah. season. But it, and it got faster the further it went. I love those free kicks. Mm-hmm. I'd love someone to explain the the kinetics of what happens to a football when it can be hit and then get faster halfway along. But um, no chance for the keeper on that and just brilliant. And um, fab to have him back and hopefully, you know, he can, Klopp can go to Moscow and potentially unleash him with his pals from the start. Mm -hmm. Um, You know. Well, speaking of perpetual motion, Jordan Henderson, Joe. Yeah. You know, he's coming for a little bit of stick. I know I've, I've, a few games recently and been somewhat surprised at how poorly he's been playing. Yeah. But by all accounts, he was you know scores the winner. But it was his all round general play that was much more like it. Yeah, definitely. He, he's had a tough time recently, I think, and he has he has been poor in, in this little run of games. And I think as he is the captain, fingers get pointed at him, and, and he gets accused um, of not being the leader that Liverpool need. But I, I certainly think he had a really good game at the weekend. He, he covers the pitch so well. He won a lot of tackles. Um, Made a very good run for the goal. I still think he does far more than you know, he's playing a defensive role in midfield. He, he's asked to do far more than most of the defensive midfielders are asked to do. Well, the fact, I mean, the mere fact yeah, that he was on the end in the, of the, in, in the well, box because he, he won, goal, he won yeah. the tackle. He yeah, won the yeah. tackle for his own goal. Yeah. He dispossessed Maguire, I think. Yeah. And what was fact, he doing by the way, Maguire? Well, he clearly well, just got a bit carried yeah. away. <laughs> it, it was Maguire who uh, 
because Henderson dispossesses him and then it's Maguire who slides into tr- who Henderson beats to score the goal when he yeah. sort of feints the shoot and comes inside so um, it was interesting on Saturday I thought that uh, a couple of times Emre Chan dropped into the defensive yeah, six early doors I thought they switched bit, yeah, yeah. and let Henderson maybe go forward a little bit and I'd like to see a bit more of that where mm-hmm. Ch- you know Henderson is given a bit more licence to go free I think before Klopp it, if that's a, a time period before Klopp Henderson, we BK saw. BK means Burger King to me. <laughs> <laughs> BK, um, Henderson, we thought at his best was a box-to-box box midfielder, and he's mm-hmm. having to. He adapted really well to that 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 role that Klopp saw for him. Um, and the other thing we have to remember is that Henderson is, and I remember being astonished by. I think it was the City game, wasn't it? The fact that he didn't make an official tackle in mm-hmm. the game. Um, he started the season well and then has gone a bit backwards. And I think that's probably not unsurprising given that he missed so much football. Mm-hmm. You tend you tend to come back. Athletes will tell you, and I'm certainly not one of them, but uh, <laughs> athletes will tell you that you get through a few games on uh, or a adrenaline. few things on yeah, adrenaline yeah. and everything else, and then your body starts to catch up with you, and then you really need to, to work through it to get your fitness back. And I think he's a wee bit in that period. And I wonder... A couple of times I thought Liverpool have looked a bit tired second halves and you know, Klopp prides himself on having the fittest squad in the Premier League and I wonder whether um, that comes from a little bit from centre midfield and Henderson yeah, tiring yeah. a wee bit but much better on Saturday and hopefully that's him over the, the hill and sort of... But it, won't, it won't stop people going away. There, there are undoubtedly people who believe that he's not either A, good enough to play centre midfield for Liverpool or be good enough to captain the team. And what I would say is, somebody from head office sent us through something the other day about naming our 30 best Premier League footballers mm-hmm. uh, for some sort of poll they're doing uh, to everyone on the sports desk. We'll probably publish this at some stage uh, and invite people to send in their own. But um, I was looking, in, as I was driving home, that day, I was sort of going through the ones who defo have to be in, in your list. head, in your head, in my head, head, not on your phone. Yeah, not on my phone. In my head. Head. I was just thinking about it as I did the automatic drive home. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> we all do that one, don't we? And I almost forgot how to drive when I was driving. <laughs> I just completely, just completely yeah. forgot. Anyway, but I was, I was thinking, okay, which Liverpool players have to be in that top thirty players in the Premier League? And you know, you're not putting Jordan Henderson anywhere near that, are you? Did your captain have to be in there? Your captain doesn't. Well, he doesn't. No, he doesn't have to be because sometimes you've got a. Who's the captain of Chelsea? Gary he, Cale. Gary, he wouldn't be in it, would he? Michael Michael Carrick is Manchester United's captain. He wouldn't be. Yeah. Hugo Lloris is is Tottenham's. Might, you might you might have a minute if you're just no, talking about goalkeepers. Four goalkeepers in. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah exactly. Depending, but but even so, he's not someone that's inspirational, is he? He's not somebody that's yeah. leading. I mean, you put you straight away. You put Coutinho, Mane in there from yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Um, Salah. But not yet, not yet. Not Salah's yet. on his way to yeah, potentially being so, it, but he's, yeah. but he's not. So I'm, th- I'm thinking at this stage, you're probably looking at Mane and Coutinho from Liverpool. You have Trent in there, no? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Good time. So, and and is that is that worrying that you you, you send a midfield such a crucial no. thing that 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 that? But then, but then again, maybe not the way Klopp plays that you can have more of a, a functional type player because yeah. you've got such danger in your front three. Um, and Firmino hasn't been brilliant for a couple of games I don't think by the way but uh, 
but that's an aside. But um, yeah, so there will be those who still think he's not quite good enough, and it'll be interesting when Cater arrives as to what sort of um, sort of rejig. You know, he's not. Klopp isn't waiting a year and paying that money to have Kate on the bench, is he? He's going to be playing. Well, no, it could be the Chan's away. Say, Chan won't be there. Will Chan it? won't be there. So you're looking at you, know, you could have Henderson, Kater, Lalana, or you know, or Wijnaldum or whatever. But um, yeah, he'll always have his critics, but much better. I still think he's asked to do it. We're just talking to take you up on a point that you made to start that Chan dropping in. I think what Klopp wants from his midfield is the three of them. They press high up, and when one goes, the other drops in. And I think Henderson is is the sort of more defensive one of them, but they also have to be fluid. And I don't think that always works because I think sometimes one goes and another's sort of halfway there, and, and no one's covering. And I think it just ends up being a little bit chaotic. Well, did, didn't that come because this goes back as Andy said that Henderson missed the second half of last season. Mm-hmm. It was the second half of last season that Well Chan obviously had this calf problem. Mm-hmm. When he was good in the second half of the season, Henderson wasn't there. And there was always this, in the first half of the season, the suggestion of can the pair of them play together. And I think we've come back to that again. But the only way they can work it is from what you're saying, you saw these examples. Is That's going to come with practice and Yeah, games. definitely, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And also they're missing Lallana. You know, he's another player. When they, when they were playing well at the start of last season, they had Henderson, Wijnaldum and Lallana in there, didn't they? Mm. And that seemed to work quite well. So there's, it's just different combinations, practice, getting used to that system and... and I do think at times maybe just a bit more discipline as well and saying, right, we're 2-0 up here, not all of you have to go. You know, why now they can press the other two of you sit in? But I, I'd say if we if we get a scenario where we've got Mane, Salah, Firmino front three and Coutinho in the midfield somewhere, the other two, for me... They've def- got to be defensive. They've got yeah. to be defensive. Yeah. Yeah. They don't necessarily need to be thinking very much about adding in and making number five in the attack, albeit that I suspect... In, in Klopp world that, that, will. that will. he will expect one to be in cover and one to go but I'd maybe like more to see just let the, those front four do their damage almost themselves yeah. and it gets different when teams drop massively off and yeah, then yeah, you know, yeah. everybody moves up and everything else but um, ideally I think you know the likes of Henderson and Chan both would be more involved in cover What did we make of Klopp's celebration for the, the third goal when he seemed to go down the line punching invisible people? I counted seven or eight fist pumps. Was it? Um, was that yeah. for each member of the Echo Sports Desk who's somehow belittled Liverpool over the last couple of weeks? He was just pretending. No, I, you know. To be honest, he's probably got all our heights <laughs> spot on, then, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Starts yeah. with James. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Uh, he did mention to James that he'd uh, he'd seen the his piece. Uh, he hadn't read he it. He hadn't read it. He'd just seen in the front page, the blurb, in, what we call the blurb on the front page. On the, it, yes. In the petrol station. Indeed, didn't uh, he's got a very thirsty car, Jürgen. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's regularly always, in the yeah. petrol station. But, um, fair play, um, you'd far rather the manager came out and say he wasn't overly chuffed with it. Um, Which then, piece was that? Uh, it was it when... Was the match uh, report where he said, Klopp said he was really, really sick of the uh, oh, defending yeah, yeah. against Leicester on the yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. And James said, well, join the club, basically. Yeah, we're, we're all sick of this year again. And, you know, it was... I think Klopp used the word, he thought it was just populist and sort of singing to the crowd a little bit. And, yeah, the manager's entitled to take that opinion. But I think most... I think what James wrote was summed up how most of us felt about that, that last, first Leicester game, didn't it? But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no problems there. 
Well, Leicester, we can don't have to deal with Leicester anymore until we play them again later this year. Now we're looking at it to the return of the Champions League again. Liverpool's first away game in the competition since I think they played Ludogrets. Yeah, went to Ludogrets. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it that one? Yeah. It was it. Uh, was that Ricky Lambert scored? Yeah, two two. And then they made they scored right near the end. It was it one one? Was it? Yeah. It was two two. Two two. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two, it was a real right. scrappy, horrible game in a very cold place, and I didn't take gloves. Oh, well done. Yeah. You see, you'll Did we go behind one nil in that quite? Yeah, early. yeah, yeah they, they went two one up. up. And then they, they I seem to remember I arrived at the pub and we'd already gone one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a I did not go to Ludogrets. <laughs> yeah. um, Bulgaria, isn't it? Ludogrets. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, funny enough, they, they, we haven't really heard much of them since, but Liverpool back in the competition now. Spartak Moscow's up next. Spartak Moscow drew their opening game at Maribor in Slovenia. There was some suggestion that they may play the game behind closed doors because of the... Throwing a firework at the referee, which thankfully missed. Uh, but what happens at the end? Did they get a fine? I think um, they have to play. They're not. That's they're not getting tickets for the next that's away, that's away a, yeah. game, which is against Sevilla. Has to be against Sevilla. Yeah. Yes. Now they've got a few problems, haven't they? Spartak Moscow. I know you've been following this. We put something up today uh, talking about Quincy Promes, who was a Liverpool target last year, or a supposed Liverpool target. He scored most of their goals this season, and he's not playing, is he? Yeah, he, he, well, it, unless the manager is uh, is trying to hoodwink uh, everybody, uh, hoodwink everybody. Uh, Promes, who's got nine goals this season, I don't think anyone else has got more than four. I think Luis Adriano, the Brazilian, has got four, but Promes on nine, has been their top scorer last uh, couple of seasons, I think. Um, yeah, he looks to be out. They'll also be without their captain, um, who's a Russian midfielder, Denis Kuchichev, I think so you pronounce his name. He's going to be out. Um, and there's a couple of others. Um, so that bodes well for Liverpool. They've started the season fairly in a fairly average fashion, Spartak. Um, they needed a late equaliser um, on Saturday to come away with a 2 all draw at home. And they're languishing around about 7th or 8th in their table. Um, they hadn't... They hadn't Won a league title for a long time, Spartak. I think it was 16 or 17 years. Um, the and then they finally won it last year under uh, under this the Italian manager um, Massimo Carrera, who's a former assistant to Antonio Conte uh, while at Italy. I think at Uve as well. So um, Uve, Uve. <laughs> really impressed that Andy could pronounce a Russian yeah. international midfielder's name. But can't pronounce Juve or Paul Clement's name. Paul Clement is one of them. I'll be proved right on Paul Clement. Once he does, who do you think you are? His French, his French background will be emerged. But, uh, well, Juventus there. Uh, Juventus. Um, um, but yeah, they haven't been great this season, so hopefully that bodes well for Liverpool's chances. There were some, I don't know if anyone saw the video clip of, um, I forget who they were playing on Saturday, but uh, they broke on Spartak 5-on-1 for their second goal. So, <laughs> five on one. Yeah, it was a 5-on-1 break. So um, it would appear that that's the type of team, uh, maybe they've been talking to Nagelsmann at Hoffenheim uh, <laughs> and Klopp, because sounds like those three could uh, get together and have a very entertaining league all of their own. But um, yeah, I mean, this is the chance... If you put aside, if Liverpool, going, if, going Liverpool, saying, if Liverpool win this game, bear in mind that Spartak Moscow, we have to assume, are the, what reportedly the third best team in the group. This is a massive step, isn't it? But it's a big step, and it also helps get over. If 
I know it was a different competition, but if going back to Leicester four days after losing there, was it four or three? Four. Going back to Leicester four days and winning, that helped get over one of those four games that caused us the problem. Um, a win in Moscow for me helps us get over that um, disappointment of only drawing at home to Sevilla. Because if, I mean, if you look when Moscow go to Sevilla, they're going to have no fans there now. Yeah. So I mean, it's a game they would well, probably. It's their, it's their double header, isn't it? Because they'll play them at home, uh, then away. Yeah, and you would expect them to lose. That's, you would think that's a highly likely to to be Sevilla three points. It probably would have been whether they had supporters there or not. Um, so it, it is quite a big game. Um, certainly Liverpool can't afford to lose it. I don't think it's a disaster if they draw it, but I think the game's there to be won, particularly with, um, as I say, apart from Lalana and Klein, who've been relatively long-term injured, looks like, touch wood, everyone seems to be fit. They were all on the training pitch at, at Melwood this morning, so you feel like he can put out his best side, which yeah. uh, Joe Gomez permitting if, if you think he's in, in, in the best the best side but you know they do have a couple of options at right back now yeah. Andy has written something I think earlier today uh, basically pointing out this is probably going to be the first time that he's hinted at it that it could be Coutinho um, Mane Salah Firmino starting a game um, Andy's gone with the Fab Four you didn't like the Four Tops because you didn't know who the Four Tops were no, shame on no. you Joe shame, Rimmer shame on me shame on you but do you feel as though he could start with all four should he start with all four um, I'd I'd be really excited to see him start with all four. And I think the Champions League would, would suit starting with all four because it would allow you to drop Coutinho a bit deeper in a less physical competition um, where you'd expect him to have a little bit more time on the ball and, and the, 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 it wouldn't be as intense in midfield. You, know, you wouldn't really want to see Coutinho on some away grounds in the Premier League midfield. But I think this competition lends itself well to that. But saying all that, I don't think it will happen because I... Just suspect there's going to be some rotation. And I, I, I think he might bring storage. Yeah, in. I think storage yeah. will play for. Firmino. He did well at his cameo. Did, and, did really well on Saturday, yeah, didn't I he? I think storage uh, will play. And I, I get the feeling that maybe, maybe Firmino might mm. get a rest. He's played a lot of football, or maybe I don't know. Maybe Casino will get a rest, considering he came back a bit later and has played a half and then a full. Did he play a full game, Casino? Um, did he get? Sub- so, no, he got subbed. He got subbed with ten minutes to go. Ago, yeah. So yeah. almost a full game at the weekend. So I there expect is five one days, of those five days to the next game, though, isn't there in Newcastle? Yeah, so that's true. Yeah. While it is a long trip, there's quite a lot of recovery time afterwards. Yeah, yeah I don't think anyone would argue if they saw Sturridge's name on on the team sheet because I don't think Firmino's been at his best last couple of games, and uh, the vibe of Mane one side, Salah the other, and Sturridge mm-hmm. down the middle suggests that there should be goals in that lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think given that he. That's probably that. This is probably the lineup he envisaged when he was putting his pieces together. Yeah, yeah. I think that at some stage he just wants to see it, doesn't Maybe, he? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. think he might go. Well, here it is. This is the way I saw this team working. Um, you three, young Coutinho there in midfield, and um, probably you know Chan Henderson. You know, he could swap one of them yeah. in for a Milner if he wants to make a change legs wise, and off you go. An exciting prospect. Um, it? It yeah. right, so, what do you, do you, me and Joe are of the opinion that Firmino's going to get dropped, or we would drop Firmino for storage. Do you? Do you agree? No, um, I I'm, wouldn't. I'm not saying I would. I, I don't. I'm not saying you would. No, I don't think it's. Um, I would. I, I, I think he probably thinks that Firmino's probably even better in Champions League. That that like, mm. what, a little bit what Joe was saying that it's probably a better turn yeah. for him. 
So I have a feeling he probably just wants to look at, at, at that lineup. So if he's, if he's got that four, then who are the two sitters, as it were, in midfield? Who's going to be the one of the three that misses out for us or for Klopp? Well, for us, we're, we're, um, we're, for me, we're, trying I, to, we're trying to fit the team. For me, I would pick Henderson and Wijnaldum in the Champions League. Really? Um, but I think, yeah, and I think he might go with that I'd, as well. I'd give Wijnaldum a rest, if I'm honest, and maybe go. I'd, I'd play Henderson. He had a good game on the weekend, so why wouldn't you? Henderson um, Chan, I think it will be. Yeah, though, and maybe get Milner into team at right back. Well, that's what that's what's going to come on to. I'd have Milner at right back as well. I think you, you mentioned before about I think it was you, Joe, who said that. They're not defending anywhere near as good as last season, but the reason for that is James Milner's not in the defence. He's not, he's not. Because the two centre-backs primarily are the same. So is the goalkeeper. The two full-backs aren't, aren't the same. And while not saying, oh, it's Moreno's fault because not many of the goals have been down to him, when you've got Milner there, he offers something else. And Milner's clearly not going to be playing left-back anymore, but he could play right-back here because Liverpool do have a problem at right-back. He could. He won't. But he could. Would you, though? Um, yeah, yeah, I can see, see the logic in that. And I think... I don't want to. Trent had a couple of tough games, didn't he? To be we fair, shouldn't, to shouldn't him. overreact. But I, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to overreact. I'm, I'm talking about. That's what I was saying with yeah. denigrating Moreno with the earlier comment. Yeah. This is about yeah. Milner and what he can bring to the yeah. team. Yeah. He's played in the Champions League. It would be nice to have a bit more experience in that yeah. team. I think the fact that Klopp spoke about Milner and how close he was and how mm. how desperate he is to get on the pitch a bit more. I suspect he's close to a start. In one of the next two games, and perhaps he might come in the midfield, like you say. Yeah, um, somewhere I'd have Milner somewhere in my team, just because I'd like to have a, I'd like his experience around the place, and I think he probably. Do you think he's been a bit harshly treated? Well, harsh, yeah. okay, harsh might be the wrong word, but do you think you feel as though he'd be right to be disappointed that he hasn't played more this season? Yeah, probably in the sense that he feels like, oh well, I I basically worked my socks off for a season playing left back when I, when I've never played left back. And did a pretty darn good job of it. I think he got in some Premier League yeah, uh, yeah. team of the season, didn't he? So, I mean, that's a phenomenal job. But we all just went, oh, yeah, Milner's done quite well there. Get him out. And the two sentences weren't, aren't, you know, they're not, that's not as daft as it sounds. He has no, done really yeah. well, but to, with certain limitations in terms of the balance he gives the side going forward. Yeah, yeah. And he was really good defensively, which we all thought. So if you, if it is defensive solidity you're after, then uh, I'd be tempted to get Milner on the pitch at, at right back. And while I ha- I certainly haven't, you know, I remember the fact that that Trent almost won the game against Burnley with a volley and then got into the box and almost got the the penalty by passing it to to Salah when it should have been a pen. Um, so he he did, you know, he he fought back from a tough day at City quite well, uh, Trent, but. Um, Milner would be a more solid defensive proposition at this stage. Uh, final thing then, what are we expecting in terms of a result? Uh, quite quite confident. I think Liverpool will win. I think Liverpool will win as well. I think Liverpool will win comfortably. Um, yeah. 3-1. And, oh, we're not going uh, as far as giving the score line. Yeah, I'm going to go for 3-1. I, 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 think, I think Liverpool will win to nil. To nil? 5-4 yeah. to Liverpool, I think. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, can I, before we go, can I just mention the fact that obviously it was a great weekend for all the teams yes. throughout. Um, Sam, Sam Carroll was at Anfield for us, and I, at half time I was cursing my decision because I was up at Kirby getting rained on, <laughs> and uh, Wilson had knocked in a hat trick at Anfield for the 23s, 
uh, in the first half. They ended up beating Spurs 4-2 mm-hmm. uh, with the Rian Brewster getting the other one. Um, and uh, the 18s with uh, Stevie in charge came back from a goal down to beat Everton in the Mini Mini Derby. Um, brilliant performance from Curtis Jones. Uh, superb volley and a very good first goal as well. And Rafa Camacho can't stop scoring at the moment. Uh, got another as well. So well done to them. And uh, we had Emma Sanders at uh, Witness for the ladies game. And that was another derby to start the Women's Super League and 2-0 to the Reds there. So well done, teams at every level, uh, winning on the weekend. Mm. That should do Happy us. days. Indeed, yeah. that yeah. should do us for this podcast. Join us later in the week where we will look back at the Sparta Moscow game, hopefully with James Pearce. He might turn up for one of these. And look ahead to the Newcastle game. Cheerio.